stay conservative, run the ball here on third down. Here's Richardson, he takes it in for his first NFL touchdown. And Pittman takes it inside the 20, the 10, towards the end zone, touchdown! On second and 28, the Colts capitalize Richardson to Pittman, 39 yards. Good evening, Colts fans. It is the crew. We are back on Saturday. And guess what? It's a doubleheader special episode. We got two shows. So since the last time we talked, we are now one and one, and we are five and one the last six weeks. And we finally got over the hump and beat Pittsburgh. Yes, sir. How's everybody doing tonight? Feels good. I've been up 20 straight hours, but I'm good. It looks like his act. Uh-huh. <laughs> it feels great, man. Fucking Pittsburgh has been beating up on us for years, so it's nice to finally get one over him. Bro, and then we were down 13 nothing. I was like, well, here we go yeah. again. Literally, here we go again. We were all pissed off in the group chat and everything, and then found a way to flip the game on its head, man. I think I told you all at halftime, I can't believe we're winning this game right now. From the way it started, <laughs> it just looked horrible. And, like, yeah. let's be real. The games we've lost against Pittsburgh over the last 15 years have been stinkers. Stupid. Yeah, Stupid. dude. We gave up, like, 28 points. Stinkers. I think, the one, I, think the one, I think the one that was the worst was the last time Mitch Trubisky beat us. Or, no, Mason Rudolph beat us. Yeah. And we, we had, gave up we that 28-point lead. We had Jacoby Brissett. And he blew his knee out. He blew yeah. his knee out at halftime. Yeah. And, and we, Ryan Hoyer. We were winning. I think we were winning yeah. that game. Hoyer threw two touchdowns. <laughs> Hoyer the destroyer. And then Vinny missed three kicks in that game. One of yeah. them 30 yards to win it. <laughs> yeah. Man, that one I think hurt the most recent in the most recent time. Like that one hurt the most. Yeah, that, that game like ruined the whole season because Jacoby was balling. We were like five and two, and then he went down yeah. and obviously it went to shit from there. And then we lost then we lost to Miami the next week and we were yeah. supposed to win that game because that was like a, a, a Fitzpatrick game. We were supposed to win that game. We got we got beaten that one too. But this year, this week, this Saturday, finally beat him. Beat them, move on, create a little separation in the hey, wild so card us, race. That puts us back up in the sixth seed. Yep, yep. No, yep. we're the seventh seed. Nope, we're the sixth because we have a tiebreaker over Cincinnati. But they beat us head to head. Nope, we have a tiebreaker because of conference record. Fair enough. Wow. Yeah. So it was weird because there's so many people with the same record. I think right now we might be seventh seed. Right. But – um depending on how games shape out tomorrow, if we still have a bunch of eight and six teams, we will have the tiebreakers on all okay. of them to have the six because we have the highest conference record. Yeah. At least that's why we, that's why when the Bengals beat us last week, we were still the seventh seed is because of the conference record. Yeah. I have the uh, Detroit and Denver game up right now too. Hoping what's wrong with Gay? Um, I could tell you what's wrong with Gay, but I might get kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> I, I assume he means Matt Gay, of course, our, our, our kicker who is, in a great form to start the year, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on with the guy lately. He's uh, not not lacing it like we got. He just used had a baby, to man. He's tired. Yeah, yeah. He's maybe, tired, maybe needs a little man. parental leave or something. Just, but, just had a baby. What two weeks ago? Yeah, I I think he'll shake it off, man. That that dude, he's good enough. Like he's Sleep. in a cold slump. Leave him alone. He'll he'll figure alone. it out. He'll figure he, it out. He's got a newborn. He's tired. Leave that man alone. All right. He needs a break. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, but we're also that man, that man trying, to kick, that man so. trying to kick a ball with the baby crying and echoing in his ear. Like he just hears it. It's just there all the time. The biggest pressure any kicker has. <laughs> the screaming newborn. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it hasn't been pretty, but I mean, you, you, you got to figure a guy that good will figure it out. So hopefully sooner rather than later, though. 
Hey, it wasn't a it wasn't a kick that was like, you know, game deciding. Uh, so I'm all right with it. Uh, even yeah. last week he missed a couple, but even those couple, they're not the reason we lost. Yeah, we, I kept we hearing a lot of. <laughs> yeah, I kept hearing a lot of people saying, you know, oh, well, if Matt Gay made these kicks, no, if Matt Gay made those kicks, then we we would have lost thirty four to twenty. Yeah, and I think the Steelers game too. I think it was so necessary because after a game like we had on Sunday where we just repeatedly got smacked in the mouth and kind of did nothing about it. There was no response. There was no, like, urgency. It just nothing went our way. So we needed a game like today where we did get smacked in the mouth early. We were down 13-0, and we responded by running all over them with our backup running back. So well, I, I think I, that was I a do, huge game for I us. I do want to touch base on that because Nathan says it here too. Trey Sermon and the four-string uh, Godson, both dogs. And I agree. Like These dudes came out of nowhere. And yeah. as they as they were realizing that they were having good games, they played even harder and they started running harder and they were running with that confidence. And you could just see it. Like I was I was upset for boy who uh, Godson, who didn't actually get in the end zone on that touchdown because I was so like, that's, that's a dream touchdown for a running back, right? The, the extension – Get it over, yeah. get it over the line with the extension, and imagine that being his first touchdown, being that extension game, type play. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's. I mean, I felt bad I'll, when he, his knee touched. I was like, boy, that that would have been a hell of a first touchdown. I'll say this: shout out to the offensive line yeah. for allowing for allowing the running backs, you know, Goodson and Trey Sermon to actually be productive because you know it all starts up front. It and, does. You know, the liability and, uh, in the the liability in the passing game from Blake Freeland. I mean, Jay, what is it? TJ Watts no slouch. So like, not well, at all. I ain't mad at that. But his impact in the run game and that offensive line today, when you're able to you know run the ball, fourteen straight plays. I want to I want to say this. Touch on it. That's exactly where I going to go. Is what, I do want to say this when when we were when we were what running. it's all about. Every time we dropped back, I kept my eye on TJ. I had my eye on TJ almost that whole time that matchup, and he wasn't he wasn't rushing like he normally would. And uh, shout out to a lot of he was doing a lot of dancing. And Blake Freeland was like, "I'm not here for that, dude. Like, if you're gonna try and dance with me, then I'm gonna dance with you back." And and Shane had Shane shout out to Ogletree too. I know he had a key drop, um, which I think that ball may have been rifled on him. But yeah. uh, Shane Shane had Ogletree lined up behind uh, Freeland pretty much all game. It's almost like a double team with yeah. TJ. Um, all the RPO stuff, all the running stuff. So, I mean, Zach, you kind of hit the nail on the head, man. When he can run the football 14 times in a row, which as a Colts fan and me personally, who hates us coming out and throwing the ball like the Red Rocket, I love seeing us run the ball. And guess what? It, it eventually won us the game, in my opinion. So, yeah. And that, that was something I sent to the to the chat too while we were watching the game. Is like, dude, this is coach football. This yep. is like getting behind the line, and then especially doing it to the Steelers, who for decades, for generations, have been known for having a strong front seven. That is Pittsburgh football. Is they're going to smack you at the line of scrimmage or push you behind it, right? So to be able to get the push on them and continuously run that ball down their throats, dude, it was just it was awesome to watch and to beat them in that fashion. Yeah, man. It's especially against a team who essentially wasn't supposed to have their starters. And then two days ago, we find out they're going to have their starting defensive guys in there. So for Shane to just be prepared, I think to be able to keep TJ Watt pretty much away from the run game and still run it to his side of the field. Like TJ just, he just looked like he was on his heels all game. Well, yeah, initially I was worried because he blew by Blake early on in the game. 
to get a sack. Yeah. And then yep. and then and then later on, uh uh Blake had a false start. It was almost like he's in his head or whatever. And then that's when we saw that adjustment. We saw Ogletree yeah. start to line up next to him behind. I think that was a great adjustment to at least give him a little bit of that help and a little bit of that confidence to take on a superstar like TJ White. I mean, you, you said earlier he's no slouch, but like this guy's one of the best of the game, you know. So for Freeland to be able to hold his own uh from that point on after having a little bit of assistance as a rookie, man excited about this guy moving forward i mean it takes tackles time to get adjusted because like tj watt is a master of his craft so you're gonna get the speed you're gonna get his his first counter which is probably speed to power and then you're probably gonna get you know like his power to speed move and if you can figure out the timing you're set i mean i what i enjoyed out of all of that was the Colts weren't scared to put Blake on an island either. Like even nope. when he didn't even when he didn't have the help, Freeland was still able to say, All right, man, if you want to go, you're gonna expose my outside shoulder. I'm gonna square my hips and take you all the way outside rather than yeah. opening my shoulders up um and exposing the middle. So in that aspect, you know, that was good to see because to me that in my opinion that's quality coaching, um, allowing Minshew to step up and navigate the pocket. I also feel like that's something that if we had AR, you don't really have to teach that because AR has that ability and that mobility. But, yeah, huge shout-out to the offensive line. I mean, they played – to me, that was the – that's a signature – that's a signature win from the offensive line. That That's what I expect every game. Yeah, of the season, like regardless of who's <clears throat> out there. Yeah, that was definitely a top tier signature um, game from the offensive line. I really appreciated what those guys went out there and do, and to go out there and push around. T.J. Watt, High Smith, everybody who thought it was like, oh my god, it's the end of the world um, to have both those guys back and and to go out there and push those guys around like that. I mean, that was, I was I loved seeing every single bit of that. My bad for coming in here. <laughs> What up? What up? Um, I also enjoyed seeing Mo Alley Cox get involved offensively. Like, yeah, bro, where's where's that been all year? Like, you pay him all that money to be a glorified fullback, and he finally, you know, at least today, I almost like had two. Look, yeah, yeah should have like earned almost his money. Should have yeah. had two. Should have <laughs> had two. Got some uh, butterfingers on that second one, but yeah, it was good to see him get in the end zone. Uh, shout out to DJ Montgomery too. I believe that's his first NFL <laughs> touchdown. Definitely our first. His first hey, with him. us. He should have had two. He should have had two as well. Yeah, yeah. And it, of course, man. I, I don't know how you dropped the one that he dropped. That was that was bad. Yeah, but that's a catch though, right? Like, do you have up to, to the point? Yeah, he's got to complete the process. The yeah, yes, yeah. Through the ground. That's what that's what Gene Steratore said as well. It's like you have to. You have to finish it all the way through the ground. And that was the uh the Calvin he Johnson. Up the rule. easiest part, yeah. But but he ended up making up for it in a way. Uh, no, that's not on. the Calvin Johnson rule. The through the ground is the uh, Des Bryant rule. No, no, it started with Calvin Johnson though, and they expanded with the Des yeah. thing because yeah. remember Calvin Johnson caught that touchdown, and when he went to go get up, the ball like slipped out of his hands. They said he didn't complete the catch to the ground. And that's when all this bull crap started. Then the, the catch with Dez. Did he um, make a football move? Is is when they started adding stuff to it. And they called that an incompletion because he didn't make a uh, – Dez Bryant didn't make a football move. And they called that an incompletion. But, yeah, that was uh, maintaining the ball to the ground was the Calvin Johnson crap. 
Yeah, in my opinion, that's a terrible rule. But, you know, it is what it is. The Des, the Des Bryant one, man, I hate that that was called back. It makes me yeah. Time. Oh, yeah. Just because even the, today's rules, like, that's a catch. Matt hates that's it because it's Aaron Rodgers that won the game. Keep going. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and then, and then no, Aaron no, Rodgers still didn't make the Super Bowl, so it don't matter. Yeah, that's true. People, womp womp. people used true. to sit there and think I was a Cowboys fan with how much I would defend it because I was like, Facts. I already knew it was going to open a, a can of worms for everything. I'm like, what are we talking about? Does this define a catch? Hey, bro, yeah. you catch the ball. You got it. Like, what are you talking about? I just argued it for forever that it was a catch. Just, yeah, uh, I, I just thought that was on him that he like when you catch the ball, like when we were talking Trev, when you catch the ball in that situation, just pull it into your gut yeah, and go down. Literally. Yeah. Don't it, try it, and don't try and move it to one arm. You ain't kind of you ain't trying to make anybody miss. You you don't need to do anything. Just get the ball, secure your first touchdown. Treat that like gold. Literally. It's, you, you already did the hard part, bro. He messed yeah. up the part that even I can do is just put it to your chest. Like that you don't, you don't, yeah, that's not the, the part that needs part. to be pretty. That part doesn't yeah. need to be pretty. <laughs> Just, just catch it and fall over. down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm also surprised that uh, fall on your butt. Mo Ali Cox, man, man, only catches touchdowns. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> else. nothing that's else. What, that's what most of our tight ends do. I mean, Granson usually Bro, that's Zach gets yards. Yeah, I was gonna say that uh, Granson usually gets yards, but every other tight end is TDs, TDs, TDs. I'll take. I it. guess you Hell. put Mallory in there. Bro, it's so it's so wild to me how they do that. For um, real, especially I mean, it was good to see the utiliz- utilization of our tight ends. Like we've been asking sure. for that for a while, and it was good to see somebody finally be featured. Yeah, and look what it did. Like I kind of feel like it wasn't really our running game until we started using Mo Ali Cox to where it really broke the game open for everything to start working by opening up the middle yeah. of the field. Especially, right. especially after Pittman goes down, I, I, I thought it was a wrap. I thought, I, I, like I said, I thought we were cooked after. No, I, I was highly encouraged. Pittman goes down, and we had answers. Like, dudes, yeah. like stepped up. Right. You know, Pierce made a play. Tight ends made a play. Um, hell, Trey Sermon even caught the ball. That dude has concrete <laughs> slabs for hands, and he caught the ball. So you know, I was just highly encouraged that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't we're force feeding it to downs or someone yep. else. It was it was a collective spread out. Yeah, it was a collective I mean, community effort and says, Yeah, you took away our our our, our threat, our, our one and Pittman, but we're still confident and good enough. We're gonna beat you with everyone else. And Indianapolis did that, and it was awesome to see. And we I came out with the adjustments. We made I still, adjustments. I still wish Minshew had thrown about thirty more yards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you lose your parlay, bro? Did you miss your parlay? You only oh, hit like two eighteen. Oh, damn! Yeah, we're all I cheering got... on running the ball, and Matt's just sitting there sour face. <laughs> I just hey, needed uh... thirty more yards, bro. Like thirty. Well, more. I, I know we. Did. Why didn't they throw when Pittsburgh took that timeout, man? If I was Shane, I'd have thrown a deep pass like that last timeout when they're trying to run the ball. Yeah, that was dumb. What do you think you were gonna do? Score fourteen points in a minute right. and forty-two seconds? I'd have thrown if I'd have Shane. I'd have thrown a deep pass after taking that kneel, and they're like, "Cold oh, yeah, fake, out. fake kneel." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just to smack them a little bit. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. Right here, this right here, I felt this. Like, boy, when when Isaiah McKenzie back there, I don't know if he got benched or what happened to him, or if oh, he he's hurt out. He got hurt. He got hurt. Oh, okay. I was about to say I didn't. I didn't know about him getting hurt because I, I wasn't him. I haven't checked the. Uh, didn't but check to be the report, honest, but I mean, I was I'm, like, every return, I was like, okay, 
I'm good with it. I was I wasn't like just, just secure the ball. Go ahead, Damon. But to be honest, man, McKenzie outside of the dumb fumbles, he's low keeping an asset back there, man. Return mm-hmm. kicks and punts. He's had a couple good ones, bro. Yeah. I mean, every game, every game he's had like a fifteen to twenty yard return. Yeah, buddy. I, I think mean, he's too risky, bro. Like, no, it's, don't it's, risk it's it. dicey. It's dicey. Yeah, it's dicey. Let me be real. Uh, yeah. but I, I I'd know. rather have the security there for sure. But but I I, I think like Josh's shiftiness there. I I saw the same thing, man. I was like, yo. And, and he, he had one of them. Uh, it was a fairly big return. He got to like the 35 or whatever. And then he like threw the ball down like he was frustrated because he knew one, oh, more, he had a one scene. more shift and he was oh, gone. Yeah, yeah, one more missed tackle. Yeah, he, he's, he's looking for it, yeah. I uh, I know we've been talking about offense and we're still early in this thing. But, bro, our defense, defensive line, Dio is breaking out on us, man. I said that. He, I, know. Said, I was like, Dio. I, I know it's more fun to talk about. Quitty, quitty pay, in my bro. opinion, his days in Indianapolis are numbered because Dio Odangbo. I've been is, saying um, that. Been I know. That. I know. I know. We're <laughs> on our way to like head towards the playoffs, but I, I've been saying that for a while. That's why I keep pushing up defensive end to be closer to a need because I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Quitty, man. I had him as a breakout player. I thought he could have got to 13 yeah. sacks. I, I thought he was really going to be a guy. And but turns out it was his, Dio. Yeah. And I mean, I've always thought Dale was a year behind. I remember Matt used to always temper me on this one because I was just, I was hoping both of them were going to yeah. come in and, and do something really good. Obviously, Dale being injured when he came in, so a little bit behind. Yeah. Um, but Matt would always be like, yeah, defensive ends are usually a year behind. So you get some that break out, but you get a few that just take a year or two to really get there. And so I thought this was going to be the year for Quiddy. And then obviously Dale was hurt, so I thought next year would have probably been a more of a year for him. Yep. But it, it, Dale has turned it up to another I level. Mean, Dale and Ibukam are scary on the outside with Grove Bro. and DeForest. In my elite. opinion, that did yeah, y'all see Grover? Elite. Yes. Yes. Grover, Grover PFF grade. If it's not an eighty, I don't mess with PFF no more. <laughs> if it's not an eighty, or I'm telling y'all, Grover was busting out screens and everything. Yeah. I'm like, bro, this yeah. is a three hundred and like forty pound D tackle. He looked athletic. He looked fast. Then, I throw the whole front seven in there too, though, because linebackers came through for us today too. And EJ had the game of his career. I got to say, game of hey. his career. I wish I could go on um, the Trenches podcast. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> let, I gotta let V have it, man. He's supposed to have a pick six on that goddamn screen. He, he almost had two. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go let him know, man. You but wanna, I will you say though, on the fight, you supposed to give me that pick six so Shane throw you the ball. I will say though, that was just encouraging to see. Even though he didn't seal the deal with the pick, it was good to see after Cincinnati killed us with these little screen passes. It was good to see him like make that correction, make that adjustment, and like dive in on the screen and just trust his instincts like he always has and go after that. So I he, mean, he'll get his moving forward. We saw today. Who's this guy? What do we got yeah, going I was, on? I was a, yeah, I was uh, hold on. I got you. Oh, I already deleted it. Bro. Oh, should have blocked him. Should've, yeah, uh, if, he, if he comments in here again, um, we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna get rid of that. We ain't having none of that. Um, I was gonna say that. Um, I want to say last week. I was gonna say it in between this week. I think the biggest reason for those screen issues, Trev, I want to say it was uh, EJ Speed being out. Mm. I, that's yeah, I where I, that. I that's where I was literally putting those two because usually if you look at some of the the screen plays, Zaire Franklin, I don't think he has like the instincts of a Shaq Leonard, and I think Not he fast. always comes behind. But EJ Speed, I felt like he was the guy. Like even if you go back to the Tennessee game where they tried to run those those outlet passes, the quick ones yeah. to, the, to the running back Just breaking or the it screens, up, breaking it EJ up. was right there almost every single time, stopping yeah. it for either a loss 
or like a short game. So I, I, I thought that was big time yeah. getting uh, EJ back for some of those screen plays. And, and obviously Pittsburgh tried to be a copycat and it didn't work for him. Hey, how dude lives up to his name too, man. He's fast as hell getting back there. Go ahead, Damien. How did Juju look? I missed I missed a lot of the first half. I was out. I didn't Rusty. get a chance. I, I know Jones, he was, I know Jones he was, had kind of a e, but I didn't see how Jones big. had a rough day for once. Yeah. yeah. Jo- Jones has been pretty good today. He's a rookie. He, he had a He's rough a rookie. day. Yeah, yeah. That's and why that's I'm like have. You know it's I mean? all good. But uh, and, Juju was kind of hit or miss. He he didn't get beat as badly as Jones, in my opinion. Juju. Juju was yeah. just rusty. Like he missed time, yeah. and you could tell. But he was like, rusty yeah. till till they tried to run the ball on him, and old boy right. decided. Yeah. To <laughs> he, he gave hey, what hit a level. I said, who, yeah. I said, who he was that? Like <laughs> <laughs> like, oh a big boy hey, at oh, As a matter of fact, it was the first quarter. I remember. Um, it was a. Uh, I want to say it was Zaire Franklin who came with um with Juju on uh, from the outside corner spot. And he came up and hit. Uh, that boy, Najee Najee Harris. Harris. Yeah, I was like, bro, did he just get smacked by a corner? That's sick. Like, and then, and then later like, on, this is a corner. after was that the that wasn't the uh, that wasn't the one yard turnover, right? The turnover on downs because then when they no, got no, it on, no. on our one yard line and then they they ran it the one play, it was second and eight, and then they ran it again. He gained like two yards because Juju just stuck, oh boy, man, yeah, stuck him. Man, that's he my type hit. Of corner right there. Yeah, he's he's a big boy for a corner. But, um, he can hit. I thought he I thought he was rusty, and I thought um, Jalen Jones had a, had a rough day, but I think it was good for him because also Agreed. if you look at listen to like some of the commentators and a lot of what people say, you look at a team like a Pittsburgh or a Cincinnati, they got they got like, two so ones. They call they they yeah they call these some of the best receiving cores in the yeah. league. So for him, this had this kind of day. I think it's good for him to go back and look at the film. You know, when he go back in the offseason and work on everything, he got the speed. He's just got to get his technique down. And then, obviously, when you got those kind of battles, you just want to win a couple, you know, yeah. one or two. So, Bro, this 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 AFC playoff hunt is insane right now. Insane. This insane. is probably this is probably one of the better races to the playoffs that we've seen in years. Ever. Usually, yeah, usually ever. there's already, you know, the first – Three seeds are already locked in because normally the AFC South doesn't yeah. clinch, the, clinch the South until week 18 because we're trash. And, and um, there's four teams that are already eliminated mathematically, and that's yeah. not the case this year. No. Nathan I don't know. White. I don't know what I don't know what Sam he's talking about. Like, are we calling Wait. Ellinger? Hell no. What, what like, are we Nathan, talking about, buddy? What, why I, I Nathan is asking here, do you think we see Sam? I'm assuming Sam Ellinger uh gets a chance to play oh, next week. I would like uh, to on know, the scout I would team. Like yes. To know why? I would like to know why. I mean, I, I yeah. I where Minshew Minshew played man, a damn good game, game outside of, of outside of getting receivers and running back killed on some <laughs> on some throws. Minshew played his probably his he, best played, best he played game. really well right, from like game. the second quarter on. I thought he had a pretty rough start to the game, but he he made those adjustments and he really. I kind of well I kind of felt that start coming. Like I, I told you guys, we're gonna be that that uh throw to score run to win. And, and and Shane is sticking to those guns, and I tell yeah, y'all, man. like I don't like, I just want to see us open the game and start with a run, just once, just once. Yeah. And I don't think we're gonna get that. So you know, maybe we did with <laughs> AR. We did with AR. Like when we had yeah. AR in there, we were we were you know doing something what? that sexy ass uh, triple option look yep. that we all fell in love with, and then we. Yeah. But see, I think that was AR more comfortability with the run rather than the throw. But I just. I would and, like to see it at least, you know, once or something, you know. But 
I, I just well, don't think we're gonna get it. Yeah, I, I think this is a good point to come back to as well because if I if I'm not mistaken, we run the most RPO plays in the league. If not the most, it's up there. Like that that is our offense. That's Shane's bread and butter. But uh, Dave, Dave Stewart is saying here the O line finally dominated and inserted themselves in the fourth quarter running the ball is what Trev is uh, talking about here. Go ahead, Dave. No, actually, I was talking about uh, just the RPO plays. I feel like oh, moving forward, yeah, moving forward, I think this is going to be a perfect offense for AR. I think he's going to flourish in this this RPO offense, whereas Gardner, whereas he's played well, it's still like he's kind of an awkward fit in this offense. It's like we've never really – I said this at the beginning of the game too. We've never really adjusted the offense to Gardner's strengths, but that might be a positive moving forward because we have this RPO offense set in place, and now we can just – implement ar in this and it's just going to be for all the better so that, that's something to look out for moving forward uh but yeah dave says oh well uh offensive line finally dominated and asserted themselves in the fourth round of the ball man that got us all fucking it was nice, beautiful think. it was beautiful it was like watching an artist paint the most beautiful picture yeah. you could think of that's what that's what i felt like running the ball especially on the pittsburgh steelers man it's Smack been 15 them in the mouth, years man. it's been 15 years i can't even tell y'all i was so hyped to get this win man Oh man, I, dude! And even we we had the uh, the third and fourth, and one of the commentators said, uh, "Surely you don't run it here, right? Like you, you got to pass here." And he's like, "Well, if they haven't stopped yet." And, yeah. and sure enough, they they handed off the Trey Sermon. He goes right up the gut for five yards. I'm like, dude, this is the offense I came to see, especially against Schittsburg. Man, for real, couldn't have, couldn't have had a better day. Um, but honestly, I want to say I don't know if y'all been hearing the whole um, the Cam Newton conversation that's been going on with the uh, game managers yeah, versus yeah. game changers comment. I think that's what our offense truly has right now, what we're seeing Agreed. the difference. You're seeing game ma- uh, the game true game manager in Gardner Minshew versus uh, Anthony Richardson, who is a game changer. And I think his ability is going to make it a lot different for us. And I also think that this goes back to the QB guru. What's his name, Zach? What's the, uh, the, the, the QB school? Yeah, J.T. O'Sullivan, he said, what we need to do at this point, seeing what Anthony Richardson has been able to do, we need to take the training wheels off. We don't need to have the the RPO game being the base of our offense anymore. We can start trying to build out of that kind of like what we run with Minshew. I mean, it is still a lot of RPO based, but we can get to a point where you can let him quarterback the system and he's going to make a bunch of plays and stuff like that. So I think we have that true situation there for the game manager. Um, uh, I think – Shane's offense is kind of the RPO where mm-hmm. it gets different, where it gets different is his run game and the Bunch play action and the play yeah. action pass that comes off of it. So like RPO is going to be there, but I just don't want it to be like Wentz where when Wentz was quarterback, that's all we ran was the RPO. Everything on like, a shotgun. Yeah. Everything. everything on it. Like as long as we keep the, um, the variety mixture, yeah, I, I feel like he's, adjust, yeah, he's still done a know. good job of that, I believe. But and, uh, I, do, I, the only reason- I do want to push AR to make more full reads, some progression reads, because it's time. Like, we've only well, saw him for five games, but we need to know what he's capable of because I don't want to waste any more time. So I, I, I think it's important to note, too, though, like, although we haven't seen him since week five, uh, playing like he's still in the facility, you know what I mean? He's still learning, right. he's still in the QB room, he's still studying. So, I think mentally, like this might be he's not getting the in game reps, so I don't want to say it's better for him, but he is still getting these mental reps and he's still getting to study and he's still learning the system. So, like next year, I agree, yeah, training wheels are off, man. Like, 
he should hit the field ready to go. Uh, at this point, it's just waiting on his his, his injuries to heal and like physically ready. Uh, but mentally, like th- this dude should be just a, just as secured as any other quarterback in year two. So I somewhat disagree. Um, and the reason I somewhat disagree is because even though you're there mentally, especially after getting a throwing shoulder surgery, now you have to put what you learned mentally and you got to connect it physically. Sure. So especially when you just got throwing shoulder surgery. So at the same time, I agree. I think mentally he's the, he should he should be good to go training. I just mean off. like system wise, right? Yeah, but then physically, when it comes when it comes to making those throws in game, is is a lot different than seeing it on film, and you know, so I don't think I don't think training wheels are going to be fully on because I don't think they were this year. So I don't really think they're going to be on next year either. I think it's just a matter of building his confidence and making him comfortable and making the throws that he's seeing, and yeah. understanding and how to read those coverages that he's going to see, because it's easy to see it on film and easy to see how Gardner's doing it, but then coming in and doing it yourself, it's a totally different thing. Right. The way I I'm see just, it, as long as he can continue to consistently rip the seam and hit the seam route, like he's been doing everything else I from there is easy. If he can find the seams in the defense, rip the seams open, everything else beyond that is second nature. And it all, it all develops from there. I agree. Uh, yeah, I saw the question about the about who we're rooting for, Lions or Broncos. I think that's a yeah. Go Lions. You always, you always want the NFC team. Yeah, yeah. keep an AFC especially team yeah, especially as we mentioned with how close this uh, playoff race is in the AFC. Like we need Denver to go down, man. Uh, congrats to them for their their comeback and you know Russ looking like himself again. But we want to make the playoffs. Go to hell. <laughs> I know. I want to say. I know. I know. I want to make a comment back with Dave Stewart brought up Nick Cross. And the reason I, I wanted to, I, I did want to talk more about Nick Cross because earlier in the season everybody was questioning Nick Cross. You know, no, we know we were cussing Bradley. <laughs> well, yeah, because everybody was wondering where Nick Cross was. Why is he not getting this amount of snaps? Well, and then Bradley, Bradley could just kept saying, Oh, well, you know, he's just not fully ready yet. He's not fully ready yet. And this Ballard, been falling. Right. Weeks. But I also feel like Ballard set him up. With the whole, oh, we moved, we traded, we moved up. He's going to be a stud. And then he didn't even, he struggled last year, his rookie year. And then this year we're all expecting like a breakout year. We're all thought for sure he was going to start, you know, and we're going to have Cross and Blackman. And then the emergence of Rodney Thomas, well, essentially. Cross yeah. I don't know. <laughs> because, because I kind of feel like Blackman can do both. Like of what Rodney Thomas can give you, sure. and I feel like he's better in coverage and not a complete and total liability in the back end. Where like Rodney Thomas gives you good, Blackman gives you better, and you can still play cross and get that development. That because he, in my opinion, we see the we see it spinning. Here's, here's, it's here's clicking. What I'm gonna say. Here's what I'm going to say: When I watch tape, I don't see shit about Rodney Thomas as much as I see about Nick Cross. On tape, I agree with that. I'm so, not disagreeing. So, so here, here, here's what I'm thinking: when you, when it comes to the safeties, you play your two best safeties, which is Blackman and Cross. Blackman and Cross. Yeah, Tom, that's what Thomas, I want. Thomas is the guy that should be on a rotational situation because right. uh, I, th- I think because Nick Cross is just balling. Yeah, I, I think Thomas has gotten the. I, I don't, I don't know if to say like benefit of the doubt or like maybe more snaps than he should have because he he's 
multiple times he's come up in those big moments and made right picks. Place, right but time. it's like, yeah, it's he's like safe. the rest the rest he's of the safe. game. Well, hear, hear me out. Like the rest of the game is like, what is he really doing? But in those big moments, it, it almost makes him look better than he might be because yeah. he, he's able to make that play. He, I he, agree. He's a playmaker. But yeah. it's 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 got to be the whole game, right? So, and I think that's what we're looking for between uh, Cross and Thomas. And lately, I agree, Cross has had the edge. Go ahead. And Dan. I would even say, and I, I would even say, these last four games have been probably Thomas's worst stretch. If we're talking about, I mean, how many times have we got beat deep the last three or four weeks on stupid stuff, simple oh, yeah. miscommunication in the back? He got exposed versus New Orleans. Oh, if you watch, it was bad. If was you watch that film, that was awful. It, like New it, Orleans beat him like a drum. I'll raise my hand and say that we. We went after Tony Brown super bad, but he had zero help over the top. Yeah. How are you playing deep thirds and you have no help over the top? With the with the safety, is supposed to play center field. <laughs> like, but Tough. I think Cross Cross is now going to give us that edge that we've kind of been looking for on the back end with Blackman. Um, so, I don't know. I think we're going to see more of him as it continues. And you've seen Gus ramp it up over the last I couple think, weeks. I think, Nick Cross, I think Nick Cross has an interception in each of the last three games. Two for sure. Did he have one last week? I don't know if he. I don't know I if he had one. I, I thought he had a, a fumble recovery or something. Yeah, some kind of play. I, I know he's had turnovers. I think he's had turnovers in the last three yeah, weeks. At least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. Nathan, yeah, what are you talking sure about exactly with uh, with Sam needs game reps? Are you talking about Sam? Sam Ellinger needs a, well, he don't need no reps, man. You gotta let Sam go, about? bro. You gotta let Sam be a free bird. He loving that QB three spot. He collecting his check. He'd be all right. Why are we trying to? Why are we trying to develop Sam? Yeah, yeah. I don't. We're, we're getting a uh, Jefferson. KJ Jefferson is going to be our UDFA this year. Going to be a new backup. Let's watch. Let's watch. Well, he, just, uh, he just hit the portal. Oh, he's staying he another just, year. He just hit the portal. Oh yeah, my another god! Seven-year quarterback. Dude. He's going to be like a thirty-seven-year-old rookie, man. Like Sam Bartman. The, the next he, he about to be Brandon Whedon, twenty-eight years that, old. That guy's, like, yeah. that guy's like six seven, two sixty. Stetson Bennett, dude. But Massive yeah, now nah, what I was gonna say, what I was gonna say about Ronnie Thomas is because I had told you guys I was expecting him to break out, and I had told you guys weeks yep. ago, like I, Me too. I wasn't impressed with with how he's been, you know, because I was expecting more splashes. I think that's what got Rodney Thomas the pass because if you look at all of our safeties last year, I think that <clears throat> Rodney Thomas got the pass because of his, I think it was four or five interceptions that he had. We were expecting him to become even better. Even better yeah. in coverage. We respected him to become like like Kevin Byer down in Tennessee, becoming one of those guys where you're just not throwing in his area at all. Or Philadelphia. That's, that's gone. Um, yeah, now Philadelphia, even though he's losing. They got everybody. <laughs> but um, yeah, so so that's why I think that uh Rodney Thomas had got more more so in the past. Um, but I think that uh Julian Blackman, I mean, he's he's played up himself so much that I think we just lost you no know, oh. Ballard's Ballard has to make a decision there on what, what they're going to do. And then hey. as far as uh, Cross and Thomas, you know, depends on how you're going to – We're losing you, DeMarco. Those two losing me. Can you hear me? I, I still got you. I oh, I got you now. I got you now. We're good. Um, Yeah, so I would say it would be uh, Cross and Thomas completing, uh, competing. And then Gus Bradley has to get off of this, uh, who he can trust in, and he needs to start thinking of – Who's communicating more? Who's making sure that they're in the right spot? They're on their keys at all times and figure out who to play versus not who he thinks he can trust because that's where a lot of our miscues come from. There's miscommunications from guys being on the field that probably shouldn't have been there. But um, I definitely haven't seen what I thought I would see from Rodney uh, Thomas, and I've always thought that Nick Cross was going to be a 
dog, and I just yeah. I just want to see him play. Well, and and I want to go back a little bit too, because Zach, I believe you had said uh, Ballard like almost set him up by saying like, "Oh, he's a stud." Yeah, like, I feel like Ballard. I feel like Ballard really hurt Cross last year. I, I hear because you because he was all like, "Oh, he's gonna be great," and then he ended up being like. But a bum and got unnecessary heat because he was a rookie and like played out of position. And so you know, it I, takes I, rookies a minute. Yeah. I, I think what happens is like we hear he's going to be great from Ballard and we're like, oh, this guy's fucking rookie of the year material. Like he's going to be a uh, all pro like right, right away. Realistically, like what Ballard has been doing really well. I mean, you think Zaire, you think EJ, you think Deo, you think now Jalen Jones, all these guys, right? Like, it takes a while for them to get to that level where they are great. And he's right about them, but I yeah. think his gonna be is like a couple years. And for us, we're like, all right, he's been here for four weeks. Like, why isn't this guy a fucking right. MVP right. candidate? You know what I, I mean? I'm so, aware. I just saw, you know, local media radio, obviously here in took Indy. Took off with it, yeah. Ripping him apart. And I was like, yeah. yo, some of this stuff is unearned. Like, yeah, you know. You gotta, you gotta give the guy the a chance, he gets man. is unearned, right. So I also think some of that is just because because people don't know football. I think the problem true. is is like they sit here and go the whole time, "Hey, you're a guy that you're a guy that Ballard traded up for." Thank you, Matt. That's all those people that don't know football. Yeah, shout out Greg um, Doyle. <laughs> but yeah, it's like people say, "Oh, well, Ballard he Ballard traded up for you and whatnot." And it's like, bro, he traded like a fourth round pick for a third round pick. Like, it's, <laughs> and, not, it's not not like the biggest deal in the world. Like you guys are acting like he traded from from last the, the next year's first round pick to come into this year's first yeah, pick. bro and so it's just one of those situations where obviously you got to understand the guy's young he's going to make mistakes i think it's right. a situation where because bradley sees it as hey if you don't have if i don't have the right guy on the field then my job is on the line so that, i think that's where that move kind of shifted sure. because you can't look over at your head coach and just be like just let him work he'll he'll get it like Yo, the head coach he's getting smoked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your head coach ain't going for that. So I think I don't, that's just the situation where that comes. I want, I want, I want to comment on this. I don't understand why everybody's sleeping on Atlanta's defense. Atlanta's, no, Atlanta's second Atlanta's division. Tough. Their defense Atlanta's is good. Tough. This this team. I mean, yeah, Ritter's not that great. He's gonna make his mistakes, but don't don't sleep on them, bro. Like, right? They're a I team do. that. Everybody thinks we're just going to go in and we're just going to whoop them. I don't think we are, bro. This is going to be a four-quarter game, fight, and dude. we're going to be frustrated as fans. It's a street fight, without a doubt. They, but I do think Indianapolis will hold Pittman out because they – one reason, for precautionary reasons, because they've done it with every any other person who's been – who's had a concussion. Like, they usually except for make Mo them, Cox. Right, except for Mo. They've usually made them sit out the next game just to be safe. However, with Pittman being who he is – I still think if he's capable to go and clear concussion protocol, protocol, he'll play. Um, I want to go back for a second now that I have the floor. Um, we talked about – I think DeMarco made, made a comment about, like, the players need – or Bradley needs to uh, play the best 11 regardless of who we trust. How about Bradley needs to uh, – in my opinion, add more to the scheme because what the scheme is is still pretty basic and put more on the players' plates because I think he has players who can handle it. I actually I actually and, disagree. And this is this is what I hate about Gus. I don't think he needs to play more into the scheme. I think what he needs to learn how to do is play better against the matchups. That's fair. That's fair. He just he needs, said, I feel like he's not he doing said, enough. Same, 
at least on the back end, right? Because up front, yeah. I have no complaints about up front. Yeah. Nothing yeah. from linebackers forward. But on the back mm-hmm. end, we don't play we don't play to the matchups ever. No. We're straight country <laughs> cover three or we play cover six. Right. We don't no. we don't we don't play to the strength of well, this is how we can stop pickings. Like we the only roll. person the only corner who does that is Kenny Moore, and that's because of his veteran experience. But for some reason, these other corners aren't feeding off of that and learning how to beat their matchup. So let me ask you then, if like you said, it's a very simple scheme overall, right? How much of that do you think is because everyone in our secondary is either like, I, th- I think the guy that's been there the longest in the secondary other than Kenny is Julian, right? For three years, everyone yeah. else is either a rookie or a sophomore. They're so like, how, how much of that is just because of inexperience, right? Like if you don't want to throw too much. That, what, what I think I, I truly think it's got everything to do with it. I, I, I mean, it's, you're not going to do that with guys like Isaiah Rogers or Dallas flowers, right. right? If you, if you had both those guys, I'm pretty sure we'd be playing a whole lot more to where Isaiah is going to play more man up. I think like Shane that. wants to play, play more press man. Up. Like, this, I always this is get, just I get the vibe that the Colts want to play more press man. That's why they get no, the this big is, corner. And no, so I think simplicity at, is at its finest with his scheme. So right. if you pretty much, if you think back, if you think back to the way he uh, played with uh, Seattle, right. that's the defense that he wants to play. He wants to have four down linemen that can get right. after the quarterback. And eight He's going to have two, two smart uh, linebackers that can yeah. play, can tackle. And then he's going to run that cover three like he had with Richard Sherman uh, and and and, and uh, Browner and uh, Thomas and uh, what was that? Cancer. Yeah, but see, so, but see, my issue with that is, the, is you you can't do that when you have a team like ours. Ours ain't built like that. I mean, we've faster. got the front, we've got the set, we've got the front seven, but we don't have the back end for that. I mean, Richard Sherman. Yeah. Richard Sherman, he wasn't the fastest corner, but he's probably the smartest corner I've seen play the game. That dude was a genius when it came to knowing the route tree, knowing how to play the route tree, knowing how to trick you as a receiver and make you think he's doing something else. And then he had two of the best safeties behind him, and we we just don't have that. So to me, I feel like if I'm Gus Bradley, I'm trying to play to the matchup. Right. Yeah, yeah, Matt, Matt, I get what you're saying, but I think that's that's what really helps where – uh, with Shane coming in this past season, because if you notice, I don't think we've drafted very many players that Gus that you would say fit Gus's scheme. We I agree. If you look at I if you look at, at Jalen Jones and Juju Brents, them are the perfect two type of the tall, lengthy corners who that are can, you know who are fast outside of Juju. He's not necessarily fast, but he has the short space quickness and he's, he's smart. Got the, he's got a long wingspan. Sherm- exactly. Hey, got to be fast. He's, yeah. the, he's the Richard Sherman in that situation. So I think that this is the first year that he might have actually stepped up to say, "Hey, Chris, I'd like these guys for my scheme," because I think he's still thinking like the old school type of coach. I'm not mm. going to scheme around what type of players I have. I want the type of players I have to fit my scheme. And I think that's still what he goes off of. Cause if you look, we still play the same way that those Seattle teams play where they give right. up a lot of that space right. and, and just play that cover three and you're expecting to get after the quarterback and then not give up very many points. Hell Seattle. I think Seattle, this is what they averaged in their winning days, 30 to 13 when they were winning yeah, games. No right. And, and it was literally looked how they played outside of some uh, some plays from receivers and whatnot. So I kind of think that's where they're at. So I don't know if we'll ever see any advancement in the scheme. But I will say, though, 
the difference I do see with us versus what he did back in Seattle is a lot more mix in that front seven. So in a little, I mean, well, it's happened like over the last like six weeks. It wasn't early on in the season, but I feel like that front seven um, looked a bit different. He'll send maybe a blitz or more to a game. But I think that has been the biggest difference. But I don't shout, know how much. Shout out, shout out to Andrew Luck and T. Y. Hilton torching that defense. Just torching. I was hoping someone to bring it up. I yeah, I was just about to. I was just about to say that's why they should have. They should have went at Deontay Johnson all day because that's the T. Y. Hilton and would have been in the Pittsburgh Steelers game. But their quarterback sucks. So I mean, <laughs> really, to I me, that's my biggest gripe defensively. They just don't do anything in the back end. Like yeah, they don't, they don't hide any coverage. You know what it is. You know you're getting straight man with three deep underneath country cover three, or you're getting a cover six where nobody moves and you know where people are standing. I don't mind and, a cover six, but I only like a cover six on the short field. I don't like cover six too. when when the field is you know we run it at the fifty yard line. <laughs> yeah, no, that's dumb. I don't like that. I like. <laughs> Had I do had I do with 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 uh, with three thirds of the zone, he's yeah. back there like, hey bro, I got two receivers. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, if, if 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 they're in the red zone, sure, I'm calling cover six. I think that's Three why downs, Rodney Thomas but. did work a lot last year because that cover six with his range. If you got the range it for it, you, bothers you me. Can, that's my only gripe. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, Dave, like like uh, Matt said, you want to keep it short. I haven't seen anything as of yet. Uh, they called they called it an arm. Yeah, arm. So I, I hopefully it's not broken again. Hopefully it's not. I think it did, he, it he didn't missed, seem he missed like three that. weeks. He missed three weeks, right? The yeah. first one. Yeah, last season. Yeah, because he, he missed week one, and then he was good he to go like from nine there. weeks. Well, hopefully we get JT back because. Uh, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Like I, I, I think our backs did a very good job of finishing out that game, but I think that was more put on the offensive line. But I can't forget about somebody who's had a pass like Trey Sermon. Dude fumbled a lot. That's what got him yeah. cut and fit. So, so I mean, I don't want to be 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 cringing every time he runs the ball. So yeah, I'll be right back. Um, I do like uh, Tyler Goodson or whatever his name is. Gooden, I don't even yeah, know. Goodson, Goodson, Goodson. We had yeah, a we had a comment squad, earlier we? from uh, Jordan. He said, uh, ah, "If I can find it again, oh yeah, he said he said he saw him for years at Iowa. Yeah. Uh, dude, get your shoulders square and runs, dude. This the guy runs cut runner. Ain't, yeah, yeah, he runs angry downfield. Like I was watching him, I, yeah. I was almost like, dude, this looks like freaking Isaiah Pacheco or something, dude. Like he just, I mean, putting the ground nice. just." Just yep. spearing forward, yeah. I, I just I was, I was gonna bring that up too while you're on it, Trev. So those, because remember we signed like three or four guys this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did, a, we made a lot of moves. Yep. So yep. I went and looked, and a lot of those guys were guys from the local indie pro day. So oh, wow. him being one of them, and then that receiver that we signed that went to UCLA as well. That's another guy that was at. And when I was looking at both of them, they didn't have a crazy amount of college snaps either. Like well, so, Goodson I, was an Iowa and split carries. Like yes, I'm, that's why I'm amazed. Yeah, well, Sermon was a dog. At Ohio, he was Ohio a backup. State. He was a backup to Dobbins. You know what I mean? Which he averaged like was he backup to Dobbins? Yes. Yeah. Yep. They yep. they split, but I remember him being a higher profile there at least. He uh, he was, was a higher profile because he he was a top he was the top running back coming out of high school. He was like a five star, but he ended up averaging like, I think six or seven yards of carry in college. But, you know, Dobbins beat him out for the, for the one, you know what I mean? But he he was taken in the third round, I think from, uh, 
San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they got yeah. cut. Trey Sermon, he I think he's pretty good, man. I like the way he runs. Obviously, I don't like his his lateral movement. I think he's he he's moves slow. like yeah. he, moves, he moves like Nigel Harris when he moves side to side. I yeah, think why is down here? I was gonna he looks like he ask you that. Motion. Yeah, why it, is Nigel Harris so slow laterally? Like what happened? Is because they don't have that short area quickness. I mean, it's just like Derrick Henry. That's why Derrick Henry, they always try and get him on an edge and yeah. run around to then yeah. get up to top speed. You yeah. want you want them big backs to have that space because they don't have that. Dude, he didn't look like that slow around you, Alabama though either. Like he looks slow that's because now that, than he did that's at because, Bama. That's because that's because that talent, the, the college speed, speed. the quickness, all of that is a huge gap. You Look go at Mark from Ingram. College to the NFL. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just one of those things where it looks completely different. But uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I thought he was moving pretty well, but uh, I just I want to see him get north and south. I don't want him moving side to side. Yeah. If we're gonna have somebody moving side to side, keep that to Goodson. This is something that uh, just with Goodson, just going back to him. Uh, I don't know if this is just like a flash in the pan, like O line was playing well, so he got yards. But just the way that he looked, if we can see like more him. of this out of him, I, like I would, him. yeah. I would be comfortable with letting Moss walk, keep JT yeah. obviously, and then well, we got run Hull. Goodson as RB two, and and Hull getting healthy as well. Yeah, he looked good right. early on in the season before he was injured. Right. I think I think those three. I think that's a solid core. Obviously, JT gets you know 80 percent of the snaps, and then the other two split the last twenty. But I I, know, I'd man. be fine. With I'd that. be I'd be careful, man. Looking at some of these guys like uh, Brown from Cincinnati. Um, uh, was a bunch name? of uh, well, a bunch yeah. Of I'm not. I'm not against uh, that. I'm Ty, not against Ty, that at all. Ty Chandler from Minnesota. Yeah, or uh, the other guy. I mean, I, I think it's some kids that's coming out in some of these it's, future drafts that we we may even be able to grab one of them guys that just are absolutely game changers, and they only Morgan's have to got be a running back, back that I want Indianapolis yeah. to go out and get. Bro, yeah. I, I, I'm not against that at all, right? I'm just looking at the guys that we have on the roster. I would feel comfortable running it with JT and those two young dudes. I, I, I'd be, I'd be good with that. At least with yeah, I'm not today. I'm not mad at. It. I like the way get, uh, Goodson runs. He, he. I do too. I just, I, like, I, need to I like see guys more, with. Though. I like some guys with some shifty good movement. I don't like this, guys that really look too big and slow. That's why I've never really been a Najee Harry fan. So, and like this the is the Goodson kind of stuff run. you need. You, you need this kind of breakouts from skill positions like a receiver and running back at this time of the season when teams are naturally going to be banged yeah. up. And You've I was got to find the today, answer in your locker room. You do. You do. Because we don't have time at this point in the season to go back, backtrack, and try to find stuff. So, hey, shout out to Ballard. Like I said, a lot of these guys were guys from the local pro day um, that we did. You know, no, we hosted in Indy. So, right. I mean, shout out to I Ballard. Won uh, the game today, yeah. Won the game today. Wow. <laughs> Oh, um, but no, it's it's good to see. And by the way, give me Audric Estime. Thank you. I mean, yeah. Oh, did he he kind of remind me. He kind of reminds me of Leonard Fournette. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I, I don't know how he's going to transfer to the pro level because he's not yeah, going to be able to run over people bro, the same he's way. Like he does six man. five. But yeah, that's I mean, not good for a running back. <laughs> He's a monster. Like He's a monster, man. He's a monster. Yeah, I, I just if I don't if know, he works like, out like, in the league, it's gonna be fun. You got you got the 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 few that work out. You got the yeah. Earl Campbell. You got right. the Derrick Henry. You Brandon got Jacobs. The, hey, the, not always. Brandon I, Jacob, I agree. You got the Eric Dickerson. You get some of those big guys that He's work like out. He's like an elk when and he, then, runs. he runs straight up though. He's, like, he's, he's upright. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. No, no, not like Derrick Henry. Like like Najee Harris. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the fear. Yeah. 
dude, if 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 he can run a four four or under, then okay. He won't but yeah, see, yeah, nah, bro. If he if he's gonna he, get a four six. If, yeah, if but he's he gonna speak, have four guys on his back while he does it. Like. Yeah, for two yards when you need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. He's yeah, yeah just, he's fun I to watch. Say. He's like, hey, I, I did want to. I know Matt, Matt, Matt pulled up this uh comment about the playoffs. I did want to comment real quick on the Pittman situation. Um, I, I don't necessarily think he may miss a week, just knowing who Pittman is and and the way that he walked off the field. He didn't necessarily look like he was done. I think it was just more Indianapolis being cautious with their players. I guarantee you if it was up to Pittman, he would have came back in that game. He did not look like he was in too bad a shape. Obviously, the practice week will tell us. I'd rather he not play if he's going to be in in danger or anything like that. But I almost – I'm like 95% certain that Pittman will play uh, this upcoming week, and Gardner will definitely be more careful about where he's putting those passes. Yeah, a hit, yeah. A hit like that will scare the shit out of you. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It yeah. doesn't mean you have to be hurt. But when you come, when you're running your full speed, and you come to a complete stop at a of the drop of a dime. You, you take a shoulder to the neck. You start thinking about things in your head like, "Oh, what just happened?" You know what I mean? Yeah. So and I, I think pits that both both physically and mentally tough enough to handle. And like he, he seemed fine. I agree. I think. I think us as fans, at least myself, were more worried than he was because he just kind of got up, dusted himself off, and he was like, "All right, let me go get checked." But that, well, that, that was a scary hit for sure. It man. Was yeah, I think so, dude. dude I, I I was telling you guys before the show, I was like, I was worried for a moment there, like when he didn't move at first. I was like, this could be easier knocked out cold, or yeah. God forbid, like I, like a, a neck injury or something. Dude, like it did not look night. good for a minute there. Well, then but, the uh, the throw after that, um, I mean, Mika Fitzpatrick and that other corner went legit knee to knee at full yeah. speed now that yeah. looked painful Nico and that, that was almost a, that was almost a, a hospital pass for alec pierce too, pretty, man. Like, i'm pretty sure that's what he was out of the game for with his mcl i think he he popped his knee you know that sucks if, if that's what happened man he, he's a baller yeah, so Mitch, you better be careful where he's putting it, or guys ain't gonna lay out for those passes no more. And then you're just gonna either have interceptions yeah. or just incompletions that kill drives. So he gotta he gotta watch it. Yeah, and once again, just looking forward to Atlanta. I, I know their record isn't the greatest, but I mean that is a tough, especially defensively. Uh, you're talking about AJ Terrell. You're talking about uh, oh yeah, they got the they got one of the best secondaries in the league. Yeah, bro. The, the uh, talking safety, about both I, corners safeties. The safety they got from Cincinnati, uh, God, what's Jesse his name? Bates? Thank you, Jesse Bates. That dude's he's a freak. Like they have players all over the field that that can be problem makers, that can be playmakers mm-hmm. for them. So offensively yeah, too, yeah. Offensively, they have all the weapons in the world. Drake Since London they don't have bro. a quarterback that can Kyle get it Pitts. to him. We should already know Bijan gonna have a career day it, out the backfield, catching the ball probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they don't the run ball. him. He's not yeah. ran in Atlanta. They let uh, Tyler Algira or whatever the hell his name is from BYU run the rock with him. Well, people they don't forget even... he was a he was a thousand yard back the year before. That's they their don't own even... I, I, was, I was talking about I was talking about trading for Algier early in the season. Why, Why would you you go and <laughs> they, draft they a... use him as like they yeah. use him as like a red zone threat now? They which, don't even I mean, use him in the red zone. Oh really? He don't I know like early in the year that's what they were doing. Hey, that that made Bro, no sense to me. Got them top ten and don't even use them. That's crazy. Hopefully they uh, keep doing that though and keep not using their weapons. As uh, Detroit goes up two scores here in the Denver game, it's right. good for us. Um, so I want to talk um, about this. I want to talk about yeah. this because uh, I'm going to say this to Colts fans: so this year was a developmental year, right? 
All we thought about was who we were going to figure out, who was going to who was going to come back next year, who we were going to extend, what coaches Shane wanted to keep, what players fit his scheme, what players fit Gus Bradley's scheme. And if we make the playoffs on a year like that where we lost our rookie quarterback and we have Gardner Minshew playing, he's won more games in a season this year mm-hmm. than he has in his entire career. Um I'd be okay with going into the wild card and losing. Talk to him, Matt. I'm all right with it. I see. So I get it. A win is a win. Holy cow. You're worried about the playoffs. I'm not worried about it because just being there, I will be so excited. And if I still drank alcohol, I would get so lit. I'll get lit off the water. We made it. All right. But I would be, I'll be hyped just to be in the playoffs. And if we win a game, bro, I'm I'm streaking somewhere. I'm talking. We shit are to playing like Matt just said. Not worry about it because I've been doing this. This meant we are playing with house money. Yeah, house money. I told I like everybody that. early on in the off season that if everything goes perfect, which it has not, we are at an eight win team. If it went perfect with Anthony Richardson, so the fact that we can get to eight wins. With a backup quarterback, uh, a seventh rounder, three, a sixth our rounder, number corner. three tailbacks, uh, our our practice squad eighth string corners, like I'm talking about everything. Losing Grover Stewart for six games, yeah. cutting Darius like, Leonard. I mean, Shaq's gone. Cutting Shaq. I mean, everything that this team has been through. We are playing with absolute house money. If we make the yeah. playoffs, this should tell every. Everything the Colts fans to be happy about our future. Obviously, we need a little luck because our luck has been terrible as far as injuries and everything else that goes on with us. But as far as just what we can see right now, what we have, yeah, what we have with Steichen and the guys that we have in this building, because most of us wanted to cut everybody and rebuild. Like we are playing with house money. This is literally why I keep asking everybody. Why they keep begging for Sam? Listen, you get it, Gardner. You don't know what you're going to get on every given play. But if you look back at this season, so far, out of 15 games, he's won eight of them. And we're undefeated when the Colts have to leave at halftime. Yeah. So not lost. You got to leave the man alone. He's putting the ball in places he shouldn't. We get it. He's making throws that he shouldn't. He dances around a little bit too much. But at the same time, if we're eight and six – Depending on how tomorrow's goes, we're six. We're, we're, I'm fine, man. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He's not our starting quarterback. He's, he's not our franchise quarterback. We got to get that out of our head. This is yeah. this is simply him willing us into this position at this point. <laughs> That's this, is Shane. this is Shane. This is Shane and the coaching staff Shane doing what hard. Frank doing what Frank never did, and that's coach oh. a team to win, our, our, regardless our of the peaches squad, around it. Our practice squad running back went off. Our practice squad <laughs> wide receiver went off. Cornerbacks. Yeah. And, and you know what? You can say, well, you guys beat linebackers. You could you yeah. can go ahead. Guys can go ahead and say, hey, you guys beat up on Pittsburgh without their starting quarterback. That's fine. We beat them up without our starting nobody. quarterback. Yeah. And guess what? We beat up your starting defense. And that's a yeah. top 10 so NFL can't, defense. Can't that's casuals, top 10 man. defense. So it's a top minutes. 10 defense. It don't it don't really matter to me. I mean, if I make if we make the wild card, I saw the schedule. If we made the wild card, we were playing Miami. At the end of last week, that was what the schedule we'll beat looked them like. Too. 
we'll, we'll beat them too. And we'll Miami. Them right now. And we'll hold Tyree. The only team that I don't want to play is Miami. Is Miami. <laughs> that's, that's the only team that I think Tyree's that might have be they put up, they, yeah, they put yeah, up just, 100 on us. I mean, I think I think if we can, if we can knock, knock the hell out of Tua, like if we can get to him in the backfield, I think we can beat I, them. But I, completely I just don't want to play. I just don't want to play against their weapons. But I think anybody else, if it's Baltimore, if it's Kansas City, if it's Pittsburgh, if it's Jacksonville, if it's we have anybody a chance else, against I would anybody. rather play. I just don't we, want uh, – Raheem, Miami is Raheem the only Mostert matchup would, I don't like. Raheem Mostert would run all over us. Nope. He would. Because no. we, Miami can't Time win. Out. They don't know how to Time win. Out. Y'all have not Time seen out. them. They don't know how to pull it out and win. No season Time these out. last three They've seasons. Not, oh, they don't know how to win. They've not beat a good team this year. But Thank I'm going to go back. I don't want to play Baltimore. That's the team I don't want. We already beat them. We already beat them. We already beat them. We're doing we it again. This new Baltimore. We're doing it again. No. Yeah, what new are. Baltimore? They lost Mark no, no, Andrews. No, no, we beat no, no, them with Mark no, no. Andrews. Matt Gale hit eight field goals this time. Homie, I feel like Baltimore's gotten way better since that loss. They have. Like, and we me, haven't. And we I'm haven't. Have. We, I'm we sorry, have. but the only, the only team we, in the NFL right now have. that I don't want to face the, is Dallas. They're the, they're the only. <laughs> yeah. Or San Francisco. The only two teams in the NFL right now that I don't want to face is Dallas or San Fran. Literally, anybody else? That's I'm fair. Down to play. I'm, 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 I'm down I'm putting to play. Miami in there. No, y'all just, I mean, y'all just, just watched just Miami lose that... a 14 point lead with one it's Tennessee. It's a week. It's a it's a week to week league, bro. So you why is it not apply to us? No, that's why I said. That's why I said we could play anybody. I just we don't want to see Miami. Miami. I just don't want to see Miami in the first they're, round they're because the I'm least like desirable, yeah. Yeah, like that's my least desirable. And look, I'm saying we I think we could be Baltimore again. Air Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes would have to Air play Minshew. a role playoff game. Air he, uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes would have to play a role <laughs> playoff game and he's one in three versus the Colts. The Jacksonville Jaguars, hey. obviously, we need to beat them, but if we play hey, them he's at one home, and three against the Colts, but his one win is in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah exactly. But <laughs> well, I, we ain't gotta talk about it. <laughs> hey, but that was in Kansas City. So either way, I'm just saying, like, I just think I just don't like that matchup against us. I don't because think I about don't. think about how we give up third and twenties and third and fifteens. Like Tua and, and Jalen Waddle or uh Tyreek and Jalen Waddle would just kill us on every third down. That's yeah. why I don't, wouldn't want to have that matchup against them. Now, unless JT I think runs Samson, for like five hundred for like three hundred yards and five TDs, he might. I think, comes back. I, think, might. I think the problem would be is we would have six sacks. Tua would just be completely dirty, and both you know Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill would have one hundred and fifty. Yeah, like, you know it, what? It, just, you know it what? would just actually, annoy the hell out of me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out. I really like our matchup against Miami. To be honest, if you really look at us all year, we've let their wide receivers go off. Let them do it. Yeah, but is Miami's O line any good? They're beat. Their offensive well, lines beat. Yeah, they got, they, got is, is, more. they got two. They're both their star we, defensive linemen are out for the whole season. We we lost to Cincy because they beat us with being the number one screen team in the NFL. Yeah, and they used it yeah. against us and they beat yeah, us Cincinnati's with it. The Jamar one Chase had 24 team. yards. Yes. They oh. literally are. That is their Matter offense. Fact, the screen. Because, fact, because you gotta think, a, hold on. You gotta yeah, think yeah. Joe Burrow couldn't move. Mm-hmm. So when they were bringing pressure, he was throwing screens, and then Jake Browning came in, and they were like, "Oh, let's build this guy's confidence." Screens. Let's not let <laughs> so, him get killed too. Let's I mean, hell, screens. if it works, it works. Yes. And so but they this, really uh, are the number one screen team, and that's how they beat us. So they pulled that, that the comment that just uh, brought up about the Bengals bring us perfectly and segue into this next comment here. Uh, Dave Stewart was saying we can't take any opponents for granted. Every time we do, we 
uh, we get our ass beats. Um, Facts. So true. Uh, that I actually, Dave, I think that's why last week I believe was perfect for us. I, I, I don't think any of us really panicked in the group chat last week, uh, all five of us here on the screen. Um, but I think all of us kind of looked at that and said, we thought it'd be pretty crazy for us to go undefeated to close out the season. And I think that Cincinnati loss hit us at the perfect time because then it put everything back into perspective where you look mm -hmm. at our offense the last few weeks, we scored over 20, but our defense or special teams was like half of those points each and every yeah. week. Here's so the, the fact that, that we come out and lose that game to Cincinnati and they punched and, us and in the mouth, we didn't have it. When we come out yep. here and do this to the Steelers. I think that was the perfect time for that loss and for us to finish yep. out. And here's the thing. I here's agree. what I noticed today. Uh, that we didn't do last week was throw the ball down the field. Right. We so, pushed it vertically. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we, like, we went back to throwing the ball down the field. We didn't do this whole, you know, the field's only 15 yards deep. We were throwing the ball. So. Well, I will say this. I also feel like Pittsburgh wanted us to throw him deep because they, they essentially, before Michael Pittman went out, he was getting doubled most of the game. Like he was getting shadowed with Fitzpatrick and then Porter Jr. But he was and beating then, him still. And, right. And then once he went out, I really feel like Tomlin brought it up. Well, we got to make some personnel adjustments because, you know, the original guy who essentially how you shut down, in my opinion, how you shut down the Colts passing game is you take away Pittman Jr. Don't let him go deep or don't let him work over the middle. And then everything else is. Is easy, but. um, Offensively, I felt like we gave. Pittsburgh a challenge because they didn't have anybody to key on because they were hurt. Yeah. Um, so I like this comment. And I like that we brought it up. Let's talk coach. Shane has the boys playing better than anyone expected and still nobody in the league sees us. I'd rather it to be that way. I'd rather it yeah. be that way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, I will say though, I will say at the end of the game today, Rich Eisen was the first commentator I've heard to actually like give us some fucking credit and be like, why are we talking about what went wrong with the Steelers? How about let's talk about what the Colts just did. Let's talk about how they're in the playoff hunt, how they're winning games right now. Like, let's talk about that. I was like, you know what, dude? Thank you. Finally, a little bit of recognition and not, oh, the other team sucks. Hey, we just did that to them. And that's that's all credit to Shane Steichen, man. He, he's complete um, 180 for this team. I'm one million percent with you, Trev. Like like Damon said, I do like to be a little bit under uh, under the radar just because we know the cardiac Colts will always come for us <laughs> at some point. But there is – you get to a certain extent as a fan where you just want to hear somebody recognize a little bit your of team respect. For, for – Yeah, for what they are. And, and when they held up the little graphic, I want to say a couple weeks ago, they showed the Indianapolis Colts in the playoffs on one graphic. Then they showed the – the Buffalo Bills, the Denver Broncos, the the Houston Texans, and uh, one other team was on. There I shared or that graphic. And they said, "I shared um, that graphic," and they said, "Why?" They said, "This is this they, is reality or something like that." And they're like, "Why? We beat Houston already." Yeah, they they pretty much were having a conversation about it when I saw it, and they said, "Which one of these four teams will make it in?" They were basically just like saying Indianapolis is going to fall out. No matter yeah. what, like they aren't going to stay in. And I just, I thought that was majorly disrespectful because of the it fact is. that we've been playing well. And obviously, we weren't beating good teams at that point in time. We were just beating. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter, bro. You, you and, beat who's on your schedule. And, it don't matter exactly. if good or not. Like, I hate when people use that excuse. Yeah. Like, oh, they play 100%. Well, yeah, they, they all good. said Miami was a Super good. Bowl contender we've and they didn't beat anybody this year. We've beat good, good teams, teams this year. Ugly games. The crazy thing exactly. is that, like, we've beat Baltimore. Uh, we beat, we beat uh, Houston, which everybody's like, oh, Houston this. You know, they're 
choking on them dudes over there, and we already beat them. You know what I'm saying? Choking on a popsicle. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Don't forget, we were up uh, 21-0 at Houston with 11 minutes left in the first quarter, and we lost our quarterback. (laughs) We lost lost him at 14 points. We lost him at 14 points. And then Gardner came in and went off. Yeah, and also to Matt's point, just like saying that, like we've been favored in five games this season. We've won all five. And then if you think about all the other games that we weren't favored, we were still winning against team that everybody said that we were going to lose against, including a lot of the people who might have picked the Steelers. So there's that's only why one, I just found it as majorly disrespectful. There's only one game. There's Houston. only one game we've lost by double digits. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was and the it Bengals was Cincinnati. Game. Yep, that was the only game that every we other lost. game. We've every been other, in it. Actually, actually, uh, we lost double digits to Jacksonville twice, and then Cincinnati. Wow. Everyone else we're, has been by. We're used to that. At this yeah, point, but those are the only those Jack. I didn't feel like we actually got whipped versus Cincinnati. No, like the well, only two, I, the only two games all year that had truly, truly, I felt like the better team won, and we got our our cans kicked in, were those Jags game. I agree. Yeah, I, I disagree. Agree, I, I disagree. Agree. I disagree because like, because I we felt were, like Cincinnati we were close was, in every game, but I felt like Cincinnati came down to Shane's inability and play calling, being too conservative. That's why I put more you so feel that like we loss beat ourselves. Was, right. I feel like more so that loss was put on coaching than I do anything else. But I felt like we were truly outplayed only in the two Jags games all year, and that's my opinion. Uh, I think yeah, Shane see, was out coached in Week One. In that Jags game, he definitely was because that was the game where he we were winning, we were winning that game. Yeah, and he went into the four minute offense and like halfway through the third quarter. That's right. And that that's when Jacksonville ended up coming see, back. They came yeah. back on us and then went Thank up you, ten man. points. So I that forgot. game, yeah. um, I will say that we he was out coached, which was his first game. So I think all of us yeah. gave that a slide. Um, but then the second one, I think, uh, yeah, we we got beat execution wise. Yeah, see, that's yeah. why I disagree with the the one that with the with the um, losses to Jacksonville because of the fact that Matt just brought up great points, and I thought that yeah. the, the the Cincinnati game, I thought they came in with the team the team that was more hungry, the team that felt doubted, the team that came out right. and punched us in the mouth, and we didn't have no response, and then it just snowballed from there. When we faced Jacksonville, we held Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Travis Etienne. Their offense had like 180 of total yards on offense. Yeah. We had three turnovers by or four turnovers by Gardner Minshew, three interceptions yep. and one fumble. That was a one-sided game where we yeah. lost that game. I, I didn't feel like that was getting our ass kicked. I felt like that was just one side of the ball failing. Then just like Matt said, with the comeback against the Jags in week one, we were up in that game and then boom, two quick turnovers and we fall out of the game. So I didn't feel like either of those games we got whooped. Outside of Cincinnati, Cincinnati was the only game where I felt somebody came out, punched us in the mouth, and we were done. Yeah. That was it. Like even you look at this Steelers game, we had some miscues. Yeah. We start down 13-0, and what do we do? Come right back at you. I felt like there was one game. All the game on his head. Team. Yep. I felt like there was been one game Cincinnati all year where somebody's came out and yeah. punched us in the mouth. I mean, obviously, we lost some games, but I felt like that was the one where yeah. somebody actually and handed it to us. I just I want to echo the sentiment you made earlier of how that came at the right time because I, I, I think as much as you, you hate to lose. You listened to the Colts podcast this week because they said that all week. I don't even know which one that is. No. <laughs> I, this but is our Marco, Marco listened to it. That's what he said. Talk about Bro, this week. 
I got oh, okay. the memory of a peanut. I wouldn't hear <laughs> nothing from nowhere and remember it. <laughs> well, no, no, I, I was just going to say, though, I was going to say it came at the right time because it's been a couple weeks now that I felt like our offense was not clicking how it needed to be, but we were still winning games. Like, ever since the Carolina game, we won handily, but, like, the offense didn't play that well that game. New England, we win the game. Offense didn't play that great. So it's like it was a couple weeks in a row that we were kind of getting away with it. You know what I mean? Uh, so then to finally have it kind of blow up in our face and then obviously they took off and it, it just snowball effect and, and they won by double digits. I think we need that kick in the butt a little bit to where now we turn around, we have a game like today and hopefully can carry that forward into Atlanta. I truly, I truly think Vegas. we, I truly think we looked at Cincinnati and just forgot about the fact that that team is completely loaded. So we were, we, yeah. we looked yeah, at yeah. it like, Oh, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow's down. out. Yeah. And you know, we should be able to stop. But Jake that team Browning. is a but bunch of fucking dogs, dude. Yeah. At the same time, you know, Jake Browning just had a lot of supporting cast around him that he didn't have to do much. All he had to do was dump the ball off and Joe Nixon's running dudes over. And our guys just forgot how to tackle. So yeah. I hope I hope our team didn't think that, that way. Game. Yeah, I hope our team didn't think that way. But me as a fan, I for sure thought that way. Yeah, yeah I did we, not we I did not Saturday. Yeah, I did not think of that Cincinnati Bengals team as a team with a great roster. Like, I didn't think about the players on the team. I'm not even going to lie to you guys. I was thinking we of that team. about Demar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Man, no, no, I mean, like, I remember those you guys. Know, but, you know, but... you're thinking without Burrow, you're thinking How they they're gonna not going to be as good as they are. But at the same time, you got to think about these guys are elite. So yeah. they just need somebody to put the ball in their goddamn hands. So and, as long and as with the that... quarterback ain't Mitchell Trubisky – <laughs> they gonna be all right, <laughs> and you're really and you're really seeing you're really seeing what Cincinnati could be, right? Because Cincinnati yeah. with Joe Burrow this year has played pretty pretty bad because of his injuries. So if he was exactly. completely healthy, that yeah. team is the best team in the AFC, and Probably I'm not so. even I'm not even debating that. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I completely slept on Cincinnati. Oh, I mean, I don't want to say completely slept, but I just did not see them as one of the teams that could still keep going after Burrow went down. Did not see it coming. What Go ahead, Zach. Hold yeah, on, Zach was trying to say something. Wait, you're saying, Matt, I was just asking, you think Cincinnati would be the best team offensively in the AFC? No, I think no, no. The roster. No, he oh, meant with Burrow. With Burrow. Right, with Burrow. With yeah. a healthy Burrow, I think Cincinnati is the, one is of the, best the, the, the number one seed in the AFC at the end oh, of the season. I agree. I agree. Yeah, okay. I mean, we, that's what, I mean, that's what we had in our predictions anyway. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I had the Ravens, but I got outvoted. I still, I think it's close. <laughs> I think Baltimore and Cincinnati and Miami. Um, Baltimore, I think, I think Baltimore, I think Baltimore is just taking. They're doing what we're doing. They're taking advantage of their schedule getting easier. Yeah, I don't know because I, I kept saying that about last year when Cincinnati beat Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. I've always thought that Baltimore was just an unhealthy team, and that's why yeah. I was there with it. And and then it's, seeing what seeing what's happening in KC right now with their receivers. I just thought that, like, even for us to predict the bracket that far, I just thought that uh, it was it was the Ravens because I mean, of health. I will say we were right on the whole Buffalo Bills situation. So, <laughs> actually, yeah, I, I want to go I back to that because I, I I think I had debated with you back because you had said Buffalo had peaked and they were going to have a down year. I was like, I, I, I don't see that. We said that McDermott. Yeah, you, I said McDermott would fumble the bag on the head. Yeah, you you were completely. Right. I would love to go back right to now, argue with some them. Bills, some some Bills fans and Panthers fans. I would love to rub it in their face right, right now. I had hey, so and Chicago. Or no, we had Chicago completely wrong. We had Chicago completely wrong. Uh, I, I mean, think they, we had they've them, turned it up we, a little think, bit lately. I think we had them finishing around uh, eight wins, and they're at I, five right now. I had them. I, I, I had them as the winners of that division. I never had. I know. Them. I, know, I, I, know, had I know. Or no, 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 no. We had them as number two. I think I had them as number. Yeah, two. Yeah, we had Detroit. Detroit. 
Yeah, but, we had Detroit. Detroit and Minnesota were, I thought, were. No, we had Minnesota last, I think. Yeah. Or no, Minnesota third. Minnesota third. They were above the Packers. The only reason why I just the went Packers with Buffalo. Packers stepped it up, too. That division doesn't yeah. look like some scrubs, either. Not I just said they're all Buffalo they're all playing was well. going to be trash because, well, it's Buffalo. They can't win <laughs> consistently, <laughs> man. I mean. They got I Dallas. They were going to be trash because, well, it's this city. I will, so I will say. Buffalo. I will say Outside that of we, the wings. like I will say that we hit it. We hit it on the head with the AFC North because if all those teams were healthy, we I think we had all those dudes uh, uh, above double digit wins, every single one of those teams, except for and, Buccaneers, dog. Bucks fans no, hate the us. AFC, I, said AFC the, North. I said the oh. AFC North. Okay, <laughs> and complete like, opposite. Yeah, and, and I'm just saying all of, them, all of them are literally like in the playoff hunt. Yeah, and they're playing games. with backups. So you know, it's, it's Baltimore. A- it's ironic too that like for years now Baltimore is always like the team that's not healthy and everyone else takes advantage of them and now all three of the other teams don't have their quarterbacks and they're all injured and Baltimore is just rolling for once so it's like everything's flipped in that division. I actually I actually I actually think it, I don't know man cuz I remember Cleveland being that team that had all the issues. Why well, I I mean like last year specifically like Lamar was out and like obviously like since he beat him like everyone it was like Baltimore probably should have been that team, but without Lamar, they weren't. And now you're seeing that happen to Cincinnati, seeing that happen to freaking hey, – They had a Pro Bowl quarterback last year. Yeah, I mean, well. If this was if this was college, uh, Baltimore would have been voted out last year because their quarterback got hurt. Uh, the Bengals would be voted out this year because their That's quarterback tough. got hurt. So. That is Cleveland been voted so, out because they hey, got we would have been voted out a long time ago. So. Yeah. No, no, because our quarterback got hurt at the start of the year, so we would have yeah, been so like, it's okay. um, we would have been like that Ohio State team with Cardell Jones and them that went all the way down to like their third string quarterback and made a run to the playoffs. So. JT Barrett, that, yeah, Devils we would have win six to three. We'd have been the opposite. Yeah, that's crazy, man. But um, I know I know we obviously don't play tomorrow anymore. But uh, any oh, I expectations? Just or... the, I just looked at the picture Dam- uh, Damon sent in the group chat. MPJ's all good. Yeah, or he says he is. Yeah, yeah. See, like I said, so I'm pretty oh, sure he he he'll he'll likely be cleared from protocol probably by like Thursday or Friday, would be my guess. Um, but any expectations or anything you guys would hope to see from uh, next week? Just just peeking ahead a little bit uh, versus Atlanta. Oh, let's go ahead and peek a little bit because next week we all agree we were going to take next week off. Um, Christmas. Yeah, for it being Christmas, so. Uh, what I want to see, I don't know, man, to be completely honest, because I haven't even broken down this tape yet, so it's kind of hard to jump right into it. <laughs> right. It's like three um, games win. in one. Yeah. Just win. Um, just win. That's really, I don't know. Uh, Ritter's trash. We can force some turnovers there. So yes, I can, can. Re- I really expect Nick Cross to be forcing some turnovers. Um, Zaire Franklin's going to feast. I think we're going to get a bunch of sacks. I think it's going to be a six sack game, to be completely honest, at least. Against Ritter because Ritter likes to hold the ball extremely long, waiting for London to get open. Uh, Kyle Pitts is going to get shut down by Kenny Moore. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I know. think I, we're going to struggle offensively. I don't think we're going to struggle defensively. Yeah, I, I, I can get behind that. I don't know. I, I have a hard time saying we have a six sack game just because that O line is actually pretty good. It's just, yeah, Ritter I was just about to say, fucks up. like this guy, uh, uh, Chris Lindstrom, I think his name is. That dude's a dog, man. Like they, they're, yeah. they're guards. They that's have. their, that's their, that's their, 
left guard, right? Yeah, he's yeah, he's their guard. Both of their guards are really good, but Lindstrom yeah. specifically is a fucking dog, man. I mean, like arguably on the same level as Quentin Nelson, and no one talks about this dude. I only really learned about him recently because I listened to an interview. I started watching it play. I'm like, wow, that guy's fucking good. Uh, so I, I don't know if we're going to have the sacks that we want, but I'm hoping we can stuff the run game and not let Bijan uh, cut us up. I, I'm sure he'll get his, his receiving, you know, in these little wheel routes and everything. But uh, Touchdown, Detroit. Detroit score again. Hell yeah. Uh, I, man, it's, it's tough just because you don't know who's going to turn up for them just because – they're so weird about like how they scheme up their weapons or if they scheme up guys at all. So you almost don't know what to, what to expect, but I agree. I, I expect us to play well defensively. I'm more worried about our offense against that secondary than anything. So ideally I want another big running game because I'm worried about Minchie throwing some interceptions against that secondary. Totally agree with Trev on this one. That offensive line is good. So I, I also wouldn't predict a six side day um, or a big day. I think it, kind of be pretty evened out, I think, um, with with uh, Ritter holding on to the ball. I think that's something for us to take advantage of. Hopefully we can keep them in more pass situations than run. Um, uh, again, agree with Trev again about their secondary. I think that secondary is one of the best in the league, if not the best in the league. Um, so Gardner Minshew needs to have a perfect game uh, working down the field. Um, obviously, if you're going to take some deep shots, be smart with the ball, don't turn it over. Um, I would say probably the biggest thing for us is just going to be to keep continuously making the smart and right call in scoring situations. As we all discussed in the chat, um, talking about going forward in certain situations or not, or just taking the points and whatnot. I think getting down to the stretch, I think knowing when to take points and knowing when to go for it and stuff like that is going to be really key for us. And just hopefully um, Matt Gay bounces back. I think why I told you guys, I think Could a lot of those games that we, yeah, I think a lot of those kicks where we didn't go for it, where I kind of felt like we would, or we should, I think those were just more confidence boosters for Matt Gay. So it is going to come down to me for turnovers. Um, obviously keep running the ball, running the ball to the way we did today. I, I don't want to see another game where we don't run the ball like this or consistently as we did today um, or efficiently as we did today. Um, and then Matt Gay getting it rolling because you need a kicker in the playoffs. So, you need to make sure you're right. <clears throat> hey, so after the after the win today, or never mind, we're still playoff picture hasn't wish, changed yet. Yeah, we're not still the seventh seed. Like, take your points when you can get points. There's nothing wrong with being conservative at times. So, <laughs> got got to feel it out. Yeah, at times, at times. What about Zach? You? Zach want to see you conservative with points. He don't want to see you conservative with plays. Like, yeah, like <laughs> if you're in field goal range and you got like, you know, a seven point lead, take that field goal, man. There's no sense in going for it. But I don't know. I feel like a lot of we gave, like DeMarco said, we gave the Steelers 13 points. We did. Like, telling you that we could have really, we could have, yeah. we could, they could have had me crying if we would have blew the Steelers out like 43 to 10. Yeah. Like, we, we should have. That game, we gave them 10 points. So, like, if we hadn't necessarily gone for that field goal and missed it or doing whatever we did early, because I feel like that raw, our roster is not built for that yet. We're not built to be hyper aggressive like that yet. But, I can't um, wait to get AR back, man, to see how explosive just, this offense is. Right. Just, it just gives me chills. Just be smart with it. All right, yo, I'm getting off here. I'm, I'm going to bed. All right, man. Time, old man. 
I'm I, I'll say two, tight. man. I'll say two. I think, uh, uh, I don't know if it's a bold prediction, but I think uh, Juju or Jalen gets a big pick tomorrow because I foresee Ritter trying to force it to London, like we talked about earlier. And I, I think one of our one of our young corners gets a big confidence booster picking off his uh, slow ass. I want to see tight ends get involved because that secondary is pretty sharp. And I think they can really, I think they can isolate some of our guys. So mm-hmm. I want to see the use of Josh Downs in the flat because I've kind of seen us move away from using him the last couple weeks mm-hmm. specifically. Um, I don't want to hear injury as an excuse, bro. Like we can use this man if he's on the field. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He yeah, wants yeah. the ball just as much as we want him to have the ball in his hands. So continuously run the ball, let the front four, um, let our front four um, get to work. And then uh, attack the flats. I think we're going to have to do that within the tight end game um, and Josh Downs. So, I oh, wonder yeah. if uh, to Damon's point about the not using Josh Downs as much. I wonder if it has anything to do with the knee. Maybe not trying Maybe. to give him nursing. But why? But why put him out there then? If that's, I, that's, I know. I know. But remember when speedster. he first came back? Remember when he first came back? He said, "I got 15 plays for you, Coach." So, like, I, I'm just wondering because I, I see no reason why Josh Downs. Is yeah, getting yeah. more touches, but I just wanted to comment on that because you brought it up there because I thought that was a good point. Come Merry Christmas, Dave. Week for him. Yeah. yeah, Merry Christmas, bro. Also, yeah, I, we, we mentioned it earlier, but next week we will not have a show as we, uh, you know, prepare for Christmas with the family and everything. So we wish a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to everybody that's watching. Absolutely, absolutely. And just want to give a shout out to ZTV. I don't know if we did that in the beginning, I wasn't here for that, but uh, shout out to ZTV, our guy. Um, uh, forgetting his name, God damn it. Joey. Hey, Joey, uh, Jeff. No, not Joey. Yeah, Jeff from last week, uh, for coming on with us. Um, shout out to you, Joey, as well. Uh, just so everybody knows, um, Matt did get a setup for us, so where we're on Instagram now, we're live on there. So if anybody's a big Instagram user, you can catch us on there now too. We're on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, Facebook, um, and then YouTube, as always, Spotify and Apple Music or Apple Podcasts. So go check us out on all those platforms. Appreciate everybody who's come in and stuck with us all the way. And uh, if you can like, share, subscribe wherever you're at and keep it going. Merry Christmas to all and Happy New Year. Um, happy Hanukkah. Guys and and great win for our Colts. Yes, sir. As always, go Colts. Go Colts. Go Colts. Second down, he fakes the Taylor, fires over the middle, completes, Pittman, Pittman broken.